Welcome to this week's industry news episode. The idea of this weekly episode is that I'll review interesting links that I found throughout the week so that you can check them out too. Alright, so let's dive in. Alright, so the first thing that I want to share is that if you're using AWS, then you probably want to know about the recently released S3 batch operation feature. Typically you use S3 to store tons of data, and this means lots and lots of files. So being able to do things in batches across a bunch of files is a pretty nice feature versus doing things one by one. But while reading about this on Hacker News, I did come across this interesting comment here about uh, data migration from S3 into Glacier. And the comment here sort of illustrates an interesting thing, that when doing things in bulk, you need to make sure you run the numbers and check what it's going to cost you. It looks like this person generated a pretty large $11,000 bill when running a few tests with lots of files. So you can check out these links, I'll post it all in the episode notes below. So this surprise $11,000 bill got me thinking, and I wanted to share my strategy for keeping costs under control when you're using a cloud provider. So I have this dashboard and it gets automatically updated every hour and I display it in my office. And it looks like this, where you have a rolling bar chart, one bar per day, and each colored section here shows the product consumption for that particular day. You can also see the total cost across all products over here. Using a chart like this will allow you to quickly spot odd cloud consumption. Maybe you left a development environment going, or maybe you're running a bunch of tests and you're consuming a whole bunch of resources and you don't even know. The key here is that you want to display this in the office on, say, a TV or a monitor somewhere, so that it's in your face without you having to dig around. This is a pretty simple idea, but depending on how large of a cloud presence you have, it could save you thousands of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars, and it allows you to quickly jump on things before they go off the rails. Alright, so how do you actually create something like this? Well, on AWS, you can use the cost and usage reporting feature. It's pretty useful and this feature will allow you to generate this type of data. This page here actually walks you through step by step on how to do it. Typically, you'd export this data into some sort of database like Redshift or QuickSight. Then you can just use whatever your normal dashboard reporting tools are. Over on Google Cloud, you can use the export billing data to BigQuery feature too. This does pretty much the same thing. The kind of cool thing about all this is that by exporting your billing data to a database, you can do all types of custom SQL statements against it when you're trying to debug something. This is so much better than looking at your data and trying to debug things when they're in PDF files or something like that. So I wanted to share this since it worked really well for me because it helps you spot things while they're still happening versus getting a bill at the end of the month and then trying to figure out, hey, what the heck happened here? And then going back and debugging a ton of stuff. I use this in addition to billing budget alerts. The problem I have with billing alerts is that it tells you something weird's happening, but you don't necessarily know what it is. If you use something like the bar chart here, then you should be able to quickly spot when things shoot up, or where one product all of a sudden consumes tons of resources when it used to not be doing that. So the chart not only tells you when things are weird, but also points you in a good place to get started. Alright, next up, I wanted to share this InfoQ page where they have a pretty good video and transcript of how Airbnb is using Kubernetes. The talk walks you through some uh, Airbnb's learnings along the way. I always like checking out these things because it sort of walks you through how bigger companies are using Kubernetes, as it likely will tell you some good war stories or maybe lessons learned, so that maybe you don't have to do the same thing when you're going down that road. Again, you can find the link to this in the episode notes below. Finally, I wanted to point out a cool post by Jerome on two key benefits of using Docker. I had the opportunity of meeting and working with Jerome a few times when I was at Docker. I thought this post was pretty cool as it sort of highlights the developer side of things like when you're working on your local machine versus deploying things into production. There's tons of focus on the production side of things, but honestly, that's only half the story, and I'm constantly using Docker on my local machine too. So this is a cool post to check out. 
By the way, Jerome has an awesome free workshop on containers that he's been working on and delivering around the world for a few years. There's tons of material up on the GitHub pages here. He also has a website called Container Training with a bunch of slide decks and video recordings when he's delivered this workshop in the past. As a quick start, I suggest checking out the slide decks as they're packed with useful information. This one on getting started with Kubernetes and container orchestration racks in at 411 slides and it'll typically take a few hours to work through. I highly recommend checking these out. All right, that's it for this episode. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next week. Bye.